We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Thursday, January the 6th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, as we close the book on the 2021 football season, it's never too early to look ahead. And that's exactly what we're doing today as I lock in my way too early predictions for the 2022 football season. Guys, I'll give my wins, toss-ups, and losses, best case and worst case scenario records, and I'll go game by game as, again, I lock in my official way too early predictions for the 2022 football season. Also, guys, we have your listener questions and a fantastic exclusive Big Cock Club interview with former Gamecocks defensive line coach Brad Lawing as we chatted at Tin Roof on Wednesday night to talk about South Carolina's 2021 football season, the job in Shane Beamer's first year, winning the bowl game, and, of course, looking ahead to the future of South Carolina football. Again, guys, that's a Big Cock Club exclusive. You can hear that interview over at patreon.com slash Cock. Club. Again, folks, it's a great Thursday to have a Thursday, and we got a packed show for you here on this Thursday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, for all your moving needs in the 2022 calendar year, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. make college football special. There are many things that make college football stand out from the rest. But I think we can all agree that predictions and making bold predictions, no matter what time of the year, is the thing that makes it stand out 
from the rest. It is truly the gift that keeps on giving. And it is so much fun to debate and banter and discuss predictions, especially when they're made in the month of January for the upcoming season. Folks, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up Show as always. We got a packed show for you, man. We're talking way too early predictions. You guys have been asking. I'm going to deliver. We're officially locking in these way too early predictions for year two of the Shane Beamer era. But again, folks, first things first, hope this show does find you well. Appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you're all staying warm, by the way. It, it's crazy how this weather has been the last couple of weeks where it got super, super warm. Now it's super, super cold. I don't know whether to switch over to hoodie and sweatpants season. Should we be wearing the tank tops and the shorts? I have no idea. Either way, folks, again, hope you're all doing well. Hope your week has been fantastic. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a ton to get into. I'm so excited for this show. You know, if I had to rank like my favorite shows to do throughout the year, this one would have to be probably in the top five. The way too early predictions, because what's so fun about it is like we're so football starved and football crazed. I know there's going to be a, a major reaction to these predictions one way or another, positive or negative, because we have that passion. Like it's never too early to talk the next football season. Again, I've had people, and I've told you guys this before, I've had people ask me, Chris, how do you not run out of stuff to talk about, right? How do you not run out of stuff to talk about after the season's over? And I'm like, have you ever followed Gamecock Athletics or really SEC Athletics for that matter? Because as we all know, you and I know, those listening to this show know, football season in SEC country, it never ends. And football season in South Carolina, it never ends. It's certainly no exception. So again, Really excited today to talk way too early predictions. Before we do that, guys, just a quick reminder. As I told you in the intro, and I talked about this on Monday and I've been mentioning it all week, we do have a fantastic conversation and a great interview for you today with former Gamecocks defensive line coach Brad Lawing. And as you all know, Brad Lawing is a freaking Legend. And this conversation we had with him was absolutely legendary. Looking back on the 2021 season, uh, his overall thoughts on Shane Beamer, how he handled things during the season, the bowl game, the additions of Rattler and Stogner, looking ahead, everything. If you want to hear that full conversation, it's an exclusive Big Cock Club conversation. Head over to patreon.com slash bigcockclub. Club, join the Big Cock Club today for all of our new and unique interviews. As I told you guys on Monday, all the throwback interviews that we continue to throw up, those will be free. Those will be attached to the podcast. But if you want to hear that conversation in full with Brad Lawing and all of our new and unique conversations and inter interviews, join the Big Cock Club today at patreon.com slash big cock club or any of our social media channels. The link in bio, the link tree, if you will, the link in bio will have the link to the Big Cock Club. Again, we will continue to post clips on social media, highlights, if you will, promoting that conversation on social media. So if you don't, hey, you're still going to get a lot of the, the conversation interview and the best tidbits, if you will, on social media. But if you want to hear the full combo, be sure to join Big Cock Club. And again, guys, in case you missed it, all of the live streams from Tin Roof on Wednesdays as well will be streamed via the Big Cock Club Patreon. Of course, guys, you also get access to the Discord. You get access to merchandise, uh, tons of other perks as well. So again, 
Join the Big Cock Club. Just wanted to throw that out there for those who maybe be unaware, like thinking to themselves, hey, where's the Brad Lowing conversation? Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club is where you can find that. All right, guys, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in this thing because I feel like ever since the clocks hit zero in Charlotte, right? And it's so funny. Like, we hardly even took time, I feel like, to celebrate that W without fans already turning the page and saying, oh, man, 2022, here's what we're going to do. We're going to win this. We're going to win that. We're going to win this. many." And people, you have been asking me, Chris, what are your predictions for 2022? How many games do you think we'll win? Well, I'm going to give the people what they want today. We're locking in the way too early predictions for the 2022 football season. And before I start, okay, I want to start with this. These predictions, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say this. These predictions are subject to change. My mind certainly can change from now until when I lock in my official predictions for the season over the summer. As you all know, I lock in my predictions the week before SEC media days. I like to see the team go through spring practice see how things shake out in the transfer portal. You know, this football team can still change a lot from now until the summer and definitely until kickoff. So I like to wait it out. These are subject to change. But right now, again, that's why they're called way too early predictions. So again, just keep that in mind. When you hear my predictions, these are subject to change as we go through spring ball and, of course, get into summer. And in the month of July, I will lock in my official game-by-game predictions with scores as well. Now, as I always do, before we get into the game-by-game predictions, I like to categorize the games, as you all know, wins, toss-ups, and losses. So that's where we're going to start. And in case you need a refresher, here is the Gamecocks 2022 football schedule. Versus Georgia State at Arkansas, versus Georgia, versus Charlotte, versus SC State at Kentucky, then a bye week, okay? Texas A&M at home versus Mizzou at Vandy at Florida versus Tennessee, and then at Clemson, of course, to close things out. Now, when I look at that slate, I'm going to start with my wins. I think it's obvious the non-conference slate is favorable, and you should go 3-1 and one at worst in that slate. So I've got Georgia State, South Carolina State, and Charlotte as no-brainer wins. And again, I don't think those games will probably even be close. I'll get get into that more in just a second. So Georgia State, SC State, Charlotte, those are given wins. My fourth guaranteed win, my fourth, I'm going to put it in dark black ink, a W, that's the Vanderbilt game. Vandy is bottom of the barrel of the SEC. South Carolina hasn't lost the doors in over a decade. It's not going to happen this year. So again, I've got four Ws that I'm willing to put in heavy black ink Georgia State, South Carolina State, Charlotte, and at Vanderbilt in Nashville. I'm going to first jump to my losses, then we'll talk toss-ups. Now, this is where some debate may start, because I've got three losses that I'm willing to put in heavy black ink, and I will explain these more so when I go through my game-by-game predictions. My three losses in heavy black ink, Georgia at home, Texas A&M at home, and at Clemson. So the exact same three losses that I had pinned in last year when I did wins, toss-ups, and losses. And of course, that leaves my toss-ups as at Arkansas, at Kentucky, versus Mizzou, at Florida, and versus Tennessee. Okay? So again, I think there's a lot of toss-ups. 
think there's a lot of toss-ups in this season. There's a lot of winnable games for South Carolina. When you add a player like Spencer Rattler, and I'll go ahead and address that. When you add a player like Spencer Rattler, guys, here's what it does. Because South Carolina, let's say in the three L's I mentioned, they will be double-digit underdogs. But when you have a dynamic player like that under center, it gives you a chance. Look at what Texas A&M did against Alabama this past season. When you have that guy, if he gets hot, if he has a really good game, who knows, right? Who knows? So I think the Gamecocks will have that capability this year. But again, one more time, my wins, Georgia State, South Carolina State, Charlotte, and at Vandy. My losses, Georgia, A&M, and at Clemson. And my toss-ups at Arkansas, at Kentucky, against Mizzou, at Florida, and Tennessee at home. Those are my wins, toss-ups, and losses. Now, let's move into best-case and worst-case scenario, in my opinion, for the 2022 season, okay? And I'll start with worst-case, right? Let's start with the bad news first, right? Worst-case. And I want people to understand, when I say worst-case, what that means, okay? Like, Literally think worst case. I'm not even going to speak into existence what that would be, but I think you all understand what worst case would mean in regards to your roster, just turmoil hitting your roster as a whole. I think the floor for this program this year in 2022, in the worst case, is five and seven. I don't think you'll go below five and seven again, guys. I think even in the worst case scenario, you're getting those four wins I talked about. You're getting the Georgia State, SC State, Charlotte, and at Vandy. I just don't see any way you're going to lose those teams. I just don't see any way. I mean, Vandy hasn't been able to beat you when you've been terrible. So you're going to beat those four teams, I think, no matter what. No matter what. And I don't think you're going to lose every other game. But could you only win one game? I think it's possible. Again, that's why it's called a worst case, though, guys. It's not my prediction. It's the worst case. Now, the best case scenario, here's for the good news. On the other side. What is the ceiling for this football team in 2022? And I've seen a lot of you making this as your prediction, which is totally fine. Again, this is why it's called way too early predictions. I don't think any prediction is too far-fetched in the month of January, right? We don't play again until September. When I look at this schedule, and it is a tough schedule. Again, you replace Auburn with Arkansas on the road, which is is just – it's just our luck, you know what I mean, that Arkansas is on the upswing and we got to go to their place. we got to go to Fayetteville instead of playing, you know, a Mississippi State uh, or what have you. It's a very tough schedule. But if everything clicks, if Spencer Rattler is as good, if not better than advertised, the defense takes another step under Clayton White in the second year, and the Gamecocks continue to, you know – especially as underdogs, you know, I talked about on social media yesterday, the Gamecocks won three games where they were seven or more point underdogs. If they continue to have that characteristic, defense continues to be opportunistic, guys step up on the offense. If everything works out, I could see nine and three as your best case scenario. So again, there's a lot of wiggle room between five and seven and nine and three. Where will the Gamecocks fall? Well, I'm about to tell you. Here we are. The official way too early game-by-game predictions for the 2022 football season. Now, the only difference in these and the game-by-game predictions that I give over the summer, I will not attach a score to these because, guys, I mean, it's already way too early to lock in even a W or L, so I'm not even going to try to just throw out some random score. I'm going to simply 
say win or loss. And, and I may, you know, say how, how the game's going to go, but I'm not going to lock in an official score. I'll do that over the summer. Mainly just focused on, will it be a win? Will it be a loss? And what's the final record going to be? So here we go. Official, way too early, game-by-game game predictions. I tell you what, if you thought there was a lot of hype going into EIU, I don't think you've seen anything yet. That Georgia State game in the season opener on September the 3rd is going to be one for the ages, man. I, I think it's going to be an absolute packed house. Spencer Rattler's debut in Garnet and Black. Again, of course, all the positive momentum and positive energy going into year two with Shane Beamer. This is not going to be a Tennessee situation that we saw a couple of years ago when the Georgia State Panthers, I believe that's their mascot, right? The Panthers? Yeah, the Georgia State Panthers went to Neyland and beat Tennessee. And I know it's the, the homecoming, if you will, for Sean Elliott, which is great. You know, I've had many former Gamecocks offensive linemen on this show who, you know, everybody loves Sean Elliott, right? What he did, especially filling in after Steve Spurrier resigned in 2015. Uh, all those warm and fuzzy feelings will be gone when Toe meets Leather because South Carolina is going to beat the living hell out of Georgia State in style. Again, the Gamecocks will be 1-0 to start the year. That is no surprise. They get the win and start 1-0, and and a positive start for Spencer Rattler. I think he has a big day in his debut as a Gamecock, which takes us into week two at Arkansas. What an intriguing game, guys. This is a game, you know, I think South Carolina, you know, when it comes to preseason top 25 polls, I've talked about that perception is reality in college football. And that is the case for the top 25. I mean, a lot of it, guys, is just simply which teams have momentum, which teams have hype, which teams have, you know, Heisman contenders, this player, that player. I think the Gamecocks are going to get a lot more of the benefit of the doubt than they've gotten in recent memory. It would not shock me at all if South Carolina is a fringe top 25 team going into Georgia State. I don't think they'll be ranked going in the year or anything. But if South Carolina wins impressively, scores a lot of points, for the sake of TV ratings and primetime type, I could see this being a top 25 matchup. I could see the Gamecocks creeping in, being, you know, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, what have you, going on the road to Arkansas to take on a Sam Pittman-led Razorback squad that is certainly on the rise, right? Certainly on the rise. And I think the Gamecocks are looking to follow sort of that Arkansas track, where in year two, what, they won nine games or something like that, had a fantastic year. And Arkansas is going to have major expectations. Coming into year three, they got K.J. Jefferson returning at quarterback. So, hey, when you have a quarterback, you got a chance, and they've certainly got one. This is a game, I, I, you know, this could certainly be a launching point for your 2022 football season, no question. You go on the road and win this game with Georgia following the next week at home, all of a sudden the prospects of your year take a turn. With that being said, that early in the season, I think Spencer Rattler is going to be good for South Carolina. I'm not sure it's clicking in all cylinders at that point. And also, I think Arkansas is a really good team. And at their place, a really tough place to play. I think Arkansas in a close one will edge out South Carolina. So mark me down for a loss in that football game. Again, I think a really good game, though. I think a really good game. Mark me down for a loss, though. Gamecocks fall to 1-1, one 0-1 one, oh in SEC play. Week three, you return home to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. And guys, simply put, again, I listed this one as an L. I listed this one as a loss. And I know South Carolina, Georgia, you know, at Willie B, it's always a close game. Even with Spencer Rattler at quarterback, guys, you're just not on Georgia's level. I, I just still don't think you're on Georgia's level, top to bottom. I don't think you have the competitive depth 
to take down the Bulldogs. Georgia's going to be Georgia. Georgia's not going anywhere. And I do agree, though, you know, the game at Williams-Brice. And again, when you have a quarterback like Spencer Rattler, anything is possible. If he gets hot and he has just one of those days, I mean, you never know. It could happen. But I'm not going to go on record and say it's going to happen. And I think the Dogs do probably win the game by double digits. Again, guys, just top to bottom, I don't think, especially in the trenches. I mean, that's the biggest difference, guys. When you're taking on a team like Georgia, you got to have those big uglies up front. And I just don't think right now the Gamecocks have those guys, at least not the amount they need. So mark me down as a loss. I don't think that's a surprise. Gamecocks fall to 1-2, and 0-2. And SEC play. So, again, a bit of an interesting start. Um, Back-to-back non-conference games at home against Charlotte and South Carolina State. Guys, no drama here. And I think that's going to be, by the way, guys, I think that's going to be probably the biggest difference between 2021 and 2022 when you're talking Gamecocks football and overall results and stuff like that. You know, the, the record may not be, it may not be a three or four game improvement in regards to wins or losses, but I think how you win games it's going to be a lot sexier in 2022. Like, I, I don't see, you know, obviously, again, you beat the hell out of EIU, but ECU, you struggled, had to kick a game-winning field goal. Troy, you struggled. I, I don't see that being the case. I, I think against teams like Charlotte, SC State, Georgia State, I think this offense will shine. I think there'll be comfortable wins. So, again, back-to-back wins against Charlotte and SC State, which will put you at 3-2 and two overall in the year. And, again, 0-2 in SEC play with a pivotal, pivotal matchup upcoming at Kentucky against the Wildcats in Lexington, a place that you have struggled mightily over the years, guys. And we all know Kentucky's had your number, what they've beaten you seven of the last eight seasons. And I think we all agree. Again, there are many things. There are many things, Gamecock fans, we can stomach. There are many things that we can live with. Losing to Kentucky in football is not one of them, right? Is not one of them. And you look back at the game in 2021 and put some respect on the Cats, guys. They won 10 games. They're a good football team. Return Will Levis. Mark Stoops has done an incredible job. And again, this will probably be a night game on the road in Lexington, a place you've never really played well, even when you have won. And going against my better judgment, at least right now, again, it's January, right now, though, I look at this game, guys, it's arguably the most important game of the 2022 football season and really the future of the program. Because if you're realistically going to be on an upward trajectory and get closer to competing with the likes of Georgia or even get closer to finishing in the top third of the SEC East, You've got to start beating Kentucky again. And I think South Carolina and Shane Beamer understand the importance of this game. Your problem was offense last year. Defense did their job at Williams-Brice. Offense was your problem. The Gamecocks will have enough offense this year. And I think they get Kentucky on the road in a big, 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 big victory going the bye week. So mark that one down as a win. South Carolina 4-2 and two and 1-2 one and two in the SEC at the bye week, which I think, guys, would be a success. I think that is the goal going in the bye in the first six games. Find a way to get to four and two. Just find a way to get to four and two, right? You've got three kick-in non-conference games. Find a way to get to four and two. And guys, here's the thing. You're probably going to be the underdog 
in all three of those SEC games. Maybe at Kentucky, somehow you're a favorite. Maybe if you beat an Arkansas or, God forbid, you beat a Georgia. But you're probably the underdog in all three of those. So if you can get to the bye at four and two, I think it's a success. Now, coming off the bye week, and also, I think Gamecock fans would be pretty happy at four and two with six games to play. Now, here's a really intriguing game. Coming off the bye week, you take on the Texas A&M Aggies at home. And we all understand the losing streak. You've never beaten Texas A&M. I'll tell you guys, I've got this one marked as an L. But this might serve. This might serve as my upset special this season. Again, Shane Beamer and company showed coming off the bye, going into the Florida game. Hey, the break between the season finale and going in the bowl game, when you give Shane Beamer some extra time to get ready, so far, so good in regards to the performance of the Gamecocks. I know Texas A&M is loaded with talent. I totally understand what Jimbo Fisher is building in College Station. But I think at home, having two weeks to get ready, it could be one of those nights at Willie B. It would not totally shock me to see the Gamecocks pull the upset. However, as you as you know, I listed it as a loss. And it's almost by principle, guys, until South Carolina proves they can beat Texas A&M. And here's the problem, too. The games haven't even been close. I mean, I mean that's the issue I have. It's really hard to fathom the Gamecocks beating Texas A&M when they lost to them by, what, 30 last year, I think, you know, 45 the year prior, 30 the year. I mean, it hasn't been a competitive game in like three or four years. I would expect that to change, but I'm not ready to pick the W. So again, I'm locked in there with an L. So again, you fall to four and three and one and three in the SEC. So the SEC record's hurting a little bit. The SEC record's hurting a little bit, four and three and one and three in the SEC. But thankfully, I think your schedule starts to actually soften up a little bit down the stretch. You take on the Missouri Tigers the following week. And Mizzou guys, a team, I know, listen, you lost to them last year in Como. What happened was inexplicable where you couldn't run the ball against one of the worst defenses in college football. I thought Missouri, and I think they were one of the biggest disappointments, if not the biggest disappointment in the SEC last year. I mean, I don't know what happened. Eli Drinkwitz, I thought he had it rolling. I understand Eli Drinkwitz has owned South Carolina. Beat you at App State. He's beaten you at Mizzou his first two seasons. The Gamecocks get Mizzou. And I was almost tempted to put this one as a sure W. I really was. I think when it's an SEC game, though, you know, Mizzou, you know, they've beaten you back-to-back years. But I think the Gamecocks, guys, I think they get them at home. I think Spencer Rattler has a big day. I think South going to be able to outscore Mizzou. I, I like you beating them on your home field. I, I just, I'm, I'm, my stock is sold on Missouri and their trajectory as a football program. So I think you bounce back in a big way. I think you get that W and you improve to what, five and three. And let me not lose track here. Two and two and three in the SEC. Five and three, two and three in the SEC. Yes, five and three, two and three in the SEC which takes you on the road to Nashville. Again, guys, at some point, Vanderbilt is going to beat South Carolina. At some point, it ain't going to be this year. It it, it, it ain't even going to be close. If there's one guarantee I have in this season is this, 
South Carolina will not beat Vanderbilt by one point. They will not need a game-winning drive in the final seconds. Gamecocks get a big W in Nashville, one of the most fun road trips of the season, if not the most fun road trip. So Gamecocks will actually notch their sixth win, go ahead and clinch bowl eligibility. I don't think there'll be nearly as much drama around reaching bowl eligibility in Shane Beamer's second season, which again will get you to six and three, six and three, and three and three in SEC play. So not bad. Six and three, three and three in SEC play with three games remaining. Here comes the road trip to the swamp. A Billy Napier-led Florida team. First-year coach down in Gainesville. How will the Gators look? One of the biggest mysteries, I think, in all of college football is how Florida will fare. Because on one hand, the Gators still have talent. It's Florida. On the other hand, first-year coach. Is Billy Napier the right guy? Who's going to be their quarterback? A lot of questions. A lot of question marks surrounding that Florida program. And there's a chance Florida comes in this one, beaten, battered, bruised, wounded. Their schedule early on is really, really tough. So we all know that the, the faithful in Gainesville do not have any patience. So things could already be restless when you come down the stretch, the final stretch, if you will, of the 2022 season. Going into Gainesville, you dominated Florida on your home field last year in what was a magical night at Williams-Brice. I think South Carolina goes on the road to the swamp. I think they find a way to beat Florida back-to-back. I think the Gamecocks get the W at Florida, which would be a huge win also. Again, when you're talking, guys, SEC East hierarchy and establishing yourself as, I think the goal is to finish third or higher in the SEC East. In Shane Beamer's second year, this is a big game in regards to making that a reality. I'm just... I don't know what to think of Florida. And if I'm looking at the two programs right now in Florida and South Carolina, I'm more sure of what South Carolina has to provide. So again, I'm taking the Gamecocks. I think it gets you to seven and three and four and three in the SEC, which again, at this point, guys, I'm giddy. I'm giddy at seven and three. I mean, I think that's, you know, I'm giddy at seven and three. Okay. You then return home the following week to take on the Tennessee Volunteers, which served last year as my worst pick of the season. For whatever reason, I thought it was a good idea to pick you to beat Tennessee. The week of the game, I had you beating them in the preseason. Actually, I had you losing to them and beating Kentucky. But the week of the game, I picked you to beat the Volunteers. And not only did you not win, you got ran off the field in the first quarter. This is turned, by the way, South Carolina, Tennessee has turned into a really interesting, I don't want to call it a rivalry, but the two sides definitely do not like each other. And South Carolina now finds themselves on a three-game losing streak to the Volunteers. It's a big game at home, probably a primetime game under the lights, right? Josh Heupel did a really good job in year one. Hendon Hooker returns. They'll probably have one of the best offenses in the SEC. Things are looking up for Tennessee football, as much as I hate to say it. With that being said, though, I think what you saw last year is going to be a trend for Gamecocks football under Shane Beamer. I think South Carolina is going to play its best football down the stretch. 
right? And so at this point, too, I should have said this in regards to the Florida game. At this point, right, we're, we're 11, you know, we're, we're 10 or 11 games into the Spencer Rattler thing. So this offense should be clicking on all cylinders. And I expect Clayton White's defense to keep on doing what it did in year one. That being said, I think it's a shootout at Willie B. I think it's a shootout at Willie B. I think the Gamecocks find a way yet again at home under the lights in front of a raucous home crowd to get the W and improve to eight and three and finish five and three in the SEC, which would be an incredible accomplishment in year two for Shane Beamer. Now, that takes us into the season finale. As the Gamecocks travel to the upstate to take on the crayon eaters, the mouth breathers, the arch rival up at their place. Now, I've seen a lot of commentary from a lot of you in regards to this game. Chris, this is a toss-up 50-50 game. We're going to get them this year. And listen, I think one of the most intriguing storylines in this ballgame is this. For the first time since 2013, the Gamecocks, realistically, and hey, a lot can change between now and late November, but the Gamecocks have the better quarterback. They're going to have the better quarterback in this game. And again, if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. So that right there alone gives you a chance. But I put this in the loss column. I locked it in as an L in heavy black ink. And I sort of look at this game in a very similar light to the Texas A&M game I mentioned earlier. Number one is this, too. I think what we all saw, I think what we all saw last season when South Carolina was blanked by the arch rival 30-0, to I think what we all realized was Clemson still has talent. Yes, they had a down year, but they still have talent, no question. And we all know that offense was your biggest issue. Well, offense should be improved. There's no doubt. I can promise you, you won't get shut out again. I can promise you that. I'll at least go on record and say it. But when it comes to these games against Georgia, Texas A&M, and Clemson, What I fear is the line of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage is where you are lacking the most. And I'll say this, and I I said it going into the game last year. I'm hesitant to say it, but hey, you'll have your best chance to beat Clemson you've had in quite a while. I will tell you this, though. Clemson still has talent. Yes, they lost Brent Venables. Yes, they lost coaches all over. They've still got talent, guys. Clemson's probably a 10-2 at worst team because the ACC is so freaking bad. Their schedule's so easy. And again, Clemson still has talent. They've got five stars all over the field. With that being said, until this rivalry returns to even a level of competitiveness, I cannot pick it as a W. I just simply can't. I'm comfortable putting in heavy black ink and out. Again, with a guy like Spencer Rattler, he could cement his legacy and cement his legend if he can go on the road and find a way to beat the arch rival. But right now, guys, again, almost out of principle, 
I, I just cannot pick South Carolina to go on the road, by the way, on the road in a game that you will most certainly be a double-digit underdog. I, I can't pick the Gamecocks to do it in good conscience. So, again, I think South Carolina does lose to the arch rival, unfortunately, yet again. And South Carolina, though, does finish the season with a final record of 8-4 and four and 5-3 and three in the SEC. So, that is my, <clears throat> excuse me, that is my way too early predictions for the 2022 football season. I've got Shane Beamer and company finishing 8-4 and 5-3 and, and three in the SEC in year two, which, guys, Eight and four would be a fantastic accomplishment. And I think it's very realistic. I think it's very realistic. Am I a little nervous pinning this team at this point, at least? And again, guys, these predictions are subject to change. Am I a little nervous pinning eight and four? A little bit because, hey, everybody in the SEC is getting better too. And South Carolina still does have deficiencies. They still do have issues. And I think, I think it's a negative to set the bar and the expectations too high. The goal for year two is simple, positive progression. That's it. The goal in year two is positive progression, right? But I think when you look at what Shane Beamer did last year, doing more with less, getting six wins somehow, or excuse me, seven wins with the bowl win out of that roster, I think it's very reasonable and realistic to think that Shane Beamer and company can get this football team with Spencer Rattler at quarterback, the difference maker, the game changer. I think it's very realistic and reasonable to think the Gamecocks could finish eight and four and five and three in the SEC. So again, those are my way too early predictions for the 2022 football season. I got the Gamecocks at eight and four, five and three. And I want to hear from you all in the comments. What are your way too early predictions for the 2022 season? How do you feel about mine? Where am I right? Where am I wrong? Where do you agree? Where do you disagree? Want to hear from you. All right. With that being said, guys, when we close out, let's get into your listener questions and your thoughts and your comments on the 2022 football season. B underscore Robert Ori says, folks will get their expectations too high and they'll be let down. A four or five loss team. Again, dude, if you finish eight and four, listen, you're probably once again going to be exceeding expectations because, guys, I hate to tell you, I would expect the Vegas over-under to be no higher than seven, absolutely no higher than seven. So I think you'll still be overachieving if you finish eight and four. Let's all keep that in mind. Uh, Try to my thoughts is eight and nine wins. Ricard Tobies is nine and three, lost to Georgia A&M and maybe Arkansas. So you've got to win over Clemson. Travis JLB says 12 and oh, yeah. Georgia FB updates, 10 and two, losses to Georgia A&M. Big Guffy, nine wins, all relies on the line though. Krusty Andy says, how we finish plus recruits slash portal players equals fighting chance in every single game. Wyatt Mills underscore says eight and five with losses to Arkansas, Georgia, A&M, Tennessee, and Clemson. Could beat Tennessee and Arkansas, though. And, hey, that's a good point you made that I even mentioned. You could win a bowl game again. You could certainly win a bowl game. again going to get the nine wins. I mean, if you finish with eight or more wins, guys, I, I think you had a successful year, no doubt. Um, ben Smitty 2017 says eight and four and 22 will be better, but the SEC as a whole is better. But we could finally beat Clemson. Blaine.McCormick20 says anything below seven and five would be disappointing. I, I don't totally disagree. I think if you go six and six again, you're kind of like, mm, you know, you, you feel like you left a couple out there. So I, I don't totally disagree. Um, Paul says we have a tough schedule, so probably seven and five, but hopefully we get to nine wins. Indeed. Harry Mullen says eight and four would be a good year. Caden Gibson, nine and three at best, seven and five. Realistically, I think that's a very fair projection, very fair prediction. Gamecocks 
Insider 2022 says eight and four. 1992 burner baby says the expectations are set seven plus wins a year. Kay Rilovich says floor six wins, ceiling nine wins. And then finally, Gordon runs places is eight and four and a bowl. Love that. Again, guys, I want to continue to hear from you, your thoughts, your expectations. You're way too early. 2022 predictions. And I love to, again, in the comments, hear your thoughts. How do you feel about my way too early 2022 predictions? Where do you agree? Where do you disagree? The beauties in the banter. Let's have at it. Guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. But hey, be sure to tune in. we got a fantastic conversation. Great interview that's brought to you by the Big Cock Club, a Big Cock Club exclusive with former Gamecocks defensive line coach and absolute legend, Brad Lawing. You want to hear that full conversation? Head over to patreon.com slash Club. That's patreon.com slash Club. Or you can simply go to the link in bio on our social media, any of our, of our social media channels. And the link to the Big Cock Club will be there. Guys, sign up today. You'll get exclusive access to that interview, to that conversation with Brad Lawing. Folks, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details